Welcome to Shake That Soul. I'm your host, Rose Rising. This podcast is about getting in touch with your spiritual side and living intentionally. Let's get ready to laugh, ignite our creative spark, and open our minds. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the seventh episode of Shake That Soul. Today's episode is going to be a solo cast where I talk about how to get unstuck. If you've been feeling stagnant in one or more areas of your life, I will give you some guidance on how to get moving again. Everyone has points in their life when they feel like they've hit a wall. It's pretty normal and it can be overcome. So if you're feeling a little dusty and stale, we're going to change that today. But first, thank you for being here. I appreciate you listening. And if you're here for the first time, I'm glad to have you. And I hope you all can gain some insights that will help elevate the quality of your life. The next two upcoming episodes will be interviews. So stay tuned for that. And at the end of this episode, I will be doing a mini oracle reading. Before I start writing content, I asked my intuition for guidance on what do my listeners need? And this topic came to me, especially after I personally felt stuck recently and I thought it was the perfect time to talk about it. It created so much emotional frustration and I had to work through it because feeling stuck is just one of the most uncomfortable feelings to go through. I can't stand it. I also had the thought too that we are approaching the midway point of the year. The exact midpoint of the year is July 2nd. And so if you are not satisfied with the way things are going for you, you can change that now. If you want to change direction, you can do that. Why not plan for the second half of the year? Even if you're not listening to this in June, you can still ask yourself, what area of my life do I feel stuck in and how can I create movement? It's crucial to take a look first at why you got stuck in the first place. Be honest. Do you have some bad habits or toxic behaviors that got you here? Because if you get unstuck, chances are you might end up right back where you started. So take a deep breath, take a moment to identify if there's an issue that you're avoiding or a truth that you refuse to see. Are you following the same exact routine day in and day out? Grab a pen and paper and ask, why did I get stuck? Is this something that happens often? And what are the consequences going to be if you choose to remain stuck and repeat the same patterns over and over again? What is it going to cost you? This came up for me this past weekend. My plans got canceled and rather than just being the normal bummed out that you would be when your plans get canceled, I had such a strong emotional reaction. I was crying and I'm not normally an emotional person, so it was pretty off brand. And then I started binge eating Thai food and then it was just, I unraveled. It was a mess. (laughs) And I think my reaction was so strong because I realized that I felt stuck in this one area of my life, which is having fun and being social. I've gotten into this mode of isolation, which is not normal for me. I'm an ambivert 
which is a pretty even blend of being both an introvert and extrovert. I'm leaning a little bit more on the extroverted side, but I definitely need plenty of time alone to replenish. So I can be perfectly happy curling up with my dog and reading, but I also absolutely need to go out and connect with people and be social. And if I don't do that, I feel terrible. It can be painful when you start to feel out of balance, and that can be any area of your life. If you're working constantly and then not seeing your family, or maybe you're fortunate enough to have health, but you're completely broke, or if you live in a gorgeous home but feel empty inside and dissatisfied with your career, these are all examples of being out of balance and being stuck in said areas. Life balance is pretty difficult to achieve. I think it's unrealistic to think that every area of your life is going to be a perfect 10. But if you have some areas of your life that are a zero and it's causing you sadness, then you have to start focusing on how to change that. We're told that we can have it all, which I think is deceptive, even as a coach. I don't think that that's 100% true. The author of The Feminine Mystique, Betty Friedan, said, we can have it all, just not all at the same time. I definitely agree with that. It will take a little work to get unstuck and improve the quality of the neglected areas of your life, but it's worth it. Make peace with the fact that you'll have to put some effort in. What are some of the things that keep us in the same pattern and how do we break free? Analysis paralysis, sticking to the same old routine and perfectionism are some of the biggest reasons we get stuck. Also our sphere of influence. These are the people that you have around you who might have some control over your life without you even realizing it. I'm going to elaborate on each type of blockage. First, let's talk about routine. Being on a routine is useful when it comes to things that require discipline, like going to the gym, making healthy meals, doing what you need to do for work, but routine doesn't necessarily lend itself to creativity, keeping a relationship exciting, or having fun, and fun is an essential component of life. You have to live, too. After losing both of my parents in the same year, this especially came to my awareness that you don't know when life is going to end. So you do the best you can to bring meaning and try to be present for each day, even if that means just enjoying the sunset. You don't have to do something crazy drastic to break yourself out of a rut. I'm not saying to quit your job, buy a motorcycle and travel although that sounds really appealing right now. (laughs) You can make simple changes that will eventually lead to larger ones that will help you feel more fulfilled. But yeah, if you're feeling crazy, don't cut bangs. Leave that to a professional. Don't ever cut your hair yourself, okay? Shake up your routine and start doing things that are out of your comfort zone. And I know everybody is always talking about get out of your comfort zone, but think about it. We are so hung up on being comfortable. What about our ancestors? I found out that my grandparents traveled over from Sicily and then went through Ellis Island and started their life completely over again in Manhattan, New York. 
I think about their struggles and everything that they had to go through just to start their new life. And then I also think about the pioneers. I don't know if you've watched that show, 1883. It's part of the Yellowstone series. The pioneers had to really go through some shit, right? They were sleeping on the ground, getting bit by rattlesnakes, dealing with starvation and disease. A lot of people nowadays can't even fathom being remotely uncomfortable. It's like, I got to have my thermostat at 70 degrees. I don't want a chance, you know, take a chance of uh, being awkward or not being good at something. I don't want to drive an extra 15 minutes because that's too far. Oh my God, you might have to like put in effort. You might have to strain and sweat a little bit. God forbid, (laughs) just endless amounts of excuses to not try something new. If you're not going to be willing to try, then you will stay stuck and it's going to be your fault. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. My suggestion, do something small. Go to a new restaurant. Take a class that you've been wanting to take. Make a list of things that you're curious about and follow those curiosities. Don't wear the same five t-shirts every week. Go in your closet and wear some of the things that reflect who you are, but you're too scared to wear them. Wear those things. There was a TED Talk I listened to a couple of years ago. It was about burning the fancy candles in your closet. Well, that wasn't (laughs) what the TED Talk was about, but you know what I mean. We're all waiting for the day when that perfect moment to take the fancy candle out and burn it. Newsflash, you could actually be dead by the time you do that and the candle is going to be sold for two bucks at an estate sale. What's the candle in your life that you're afraid to take out and enjoy? What else keeps us stuck? Analysis paralysis. I definitely struggle with this, especially with my ADHD. This is when you're so caught up with trying to make a decision that you make no decisions at all. And then there's no options left because opportunities expire. What's supposed to be simple can feel like absolute hell. Some decisions, though, they are major life decisions. And I think it's okay to waffle and take the appropriate time you need. But with all decisions, large and small, it's good to set a deadline for yourself of when you'll make the choice. So this way you can move on. And once you make the choice, you have to be okay with it. I definitely overanalyze everything to death and setting a deadline has really helped me because making no decision at all has really hurt me in the past. And then other people or outer circumstances end up deciding your fate for you. And that's very disempowering. It's actually good to come up with a protocol for a decision-making process. So every time you are faced with a choice, you're like, okay, this is the path I'm going to follow. I'm going to make a pros and cons list. I'm going to set a deadline. And possibly if I need to, I'm going to ask someone who I really trust that has my best interests at hand if I really need to get some advice. And I'll do that by such and such time. This way, the next time you were faced with a choice, you won't get stuck and do nothing. You don't want to end up in a position where you regret not making a choice and then having to deal with the guilt. 
it's a cycle of doom. The next thing that keeps us stuck is clinging on to the idea of perfectionism. Most people suck at something first before they become great. And of course, there's always a few exceptions to the rules. There are enigmas. But I think because of advertising and social media, everything looks easy and attainable. And how come so-and-so has the perfect body and plays guitar like Jimi Hendrix and goes on vacation every month? No one is posting the days when they are bloated or screaming at their spouse or having a nervous breakdown. A lot of what you're consuming is not 100% of the reality. And if you go into something knowing that you're not going to be perfect and knowing there's a chance you'll have failures, you probably will, you will still be way ahead of the people that never even attempted something new in the first place. So jump in. Plus two, it's a process of self-discovery. So when you try something new, you get to learn about yourself and what you like and don't like. So it's a win either way. Also be prepared for setbacks. I talked about this in my last episode when I interviewed a fitness coach, Jenny Penny, and she brought up a great point. You're going to go down a path, you're going to start something new, but you will probably experience setbacks. You might have the perfect diet for two months and then go on a three-day bender. This is part of being okay with not being perfect. You make a mistake, you're trying to write a book and you take a week off and watch Netflix instead then you just have to get right back to it. Time is of the essence. Life is going to happen. Distractions are going to get in the way. Things are going to come up, which might test you and make you fall back into a rut. So it's so important to take whatever small action to get out. People think that you have to get motivation first, but the truth is action creates motivation. I know it seems counterintuitive, but that's just how it works. The last thing I'm going to talk to you about, which can keep you stuck and how to change that is your sphere of influence. There are plenty of other things that can keep someone stuck, but for the purpose of this podcast, I just want to talk about a few things just to help you jumpstart your way out of a rut. Your family, your friends, roommates, coworkers, colleagues, these are all people in your life that probably have some level of influence on you, maybe even too much. Dr. Jim Ron said that you are the average of the people you spend the most time with. Right now, I'm going through the Artist's Way program again. Some of you might be familiar with the Artist's Way. It's by Julia Cameron, and it's a book that she wrote that helps people rekindle their creativity through a 12-week program. So you go through each week, and you have assignments to do daily and then throughout the week. And in week two, she talks about crazy makers. And this is relevant to what I mentioned earlier about the sphere of influence. Crazy makers are people in your life who are often quite charming. They stir up a lot of drama. They expect special treatment and they don't really have regard for your schedule or the things that you need to do. So if you're, you know, an an artist or an entrepreneur and you're trying to get out of a creative standstill or move forward on projects 
These types of people can really wreak havoc on your life and your plans and keep you stuck. I personally think there's another category of people too that are just like crazy makers and they're called psychic vampires. They constantly demand attention, are often negative, and you might feel drained after you hang out with them. It's perfectly okay to decide to have a strong boundary when it comes to draining and non-reciprocal relationships. You have every right to protect your energy. There are people out there who might feel blocked themselves, and rather than them doing something about it, they might redirect their own envy onto you and cast doubt upon you so you start to question what you're doing. Be careful of haters. I've supported a lot of friends in their endeavors in the past, but learned that when it came time to support me, they didn't show any effort and return. And as part of having self-love and self-respect, I don't feel that I should give to people anymore who don't appreciate, acknowledge, or reciprocate my effort at all. That's not being a bitch. That's having a healthy boundary. And that allows me to shift my focus to people that I'm more aligned with that have the same values. I'm asking you to think about if you have these unhealthy dynamics in any of your relationships. Are people around you trying to sabotage you, whether consciously or unconsciously, or are you sabotaging yourself? Back to crazy makers, when you tell them, hey, I'm thinking about doing this class this weekend or starting a new health routine, they bust in and demand you go to the bar with them that weekend instead of getting you to do what you needed to do for yourself. If you're trying to make positive changes and the people around you aren't in alignment with that or won't respect it, then you need to start making some cuts. Or maybe, just maybe, you are the person that derails the people around you and it would benefit you to think about why do you do that? Is there something inside of you that needs to be healed? I'm just saying, I'm not perfect. Nobody is. We all make mistakes that hurt ourselves. And sometimes we hurt others too, without even knowing it. And one of my intentions for this podcast was to help everyone gain some more awareness so you can live life with appreciation and just squeeze all the juices out of it. You can say no sometimes when someone demands something of you, maybe not all the time, there is a reality to life and responsibilities to meet. People will need you. Sometimes you'll have to sacrifice. However, no one likes a martyr unless it's Jesus himself. Okay. <laughs> you need to support your own dreams and there's no need to feel guilty about it. With all of that said, what are some small steps that you can take to get unstuck? Guess what? We are now at the end of the episode. So I am going to do a mini oracle reading for you as promised. I have three decks with me today. I'm going to use an archangel oracle deck and then I have 
the prism oracle which is great because it's very colorful and, and very simple and then the guidance dogs <laughs> oracle cards i had to get this deck because it has dogs on it of course so why not so let's see what comes through for us as the message for today and these readings are timeless, by the way. So if you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> like December of 2025, it's relevant to whenever you're listening to it. Okay, so the first one that I got, kind of ironically, is creative writing. Archangel Gabriel, it says, make time to write down thoughts in your journal, which is funny because I mentioned that earlier that it might be a good idea to just journal a little bit, even if you're not a writer. I think it would be good to just process your thoughts and maybe think about how you got stuck in the first place and what are some of the ways that you'd like to move forward and get into some scripting, maybe some visualizing of what you want for your future. The second card I pulled was Take Back Your Power. Huh. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. That is definitely relevant to what I also mentioned earlier, too, about just taking decisions into your own hands, not letting anybody dictate what is right for you, staying away from toxic and draining people. So take back your power. Okay, for the Prism Oracle, let's see. I'm going to just pull two from there. (laughs) Ideation and movement. I love that. That is so spot on. So moving forward with your ideas. So definitely keep that notebook with you. I'm old school. I like a pen and a notebook, but sometimes I do put notes on my phone, but you never know when you're going to get a great idea. Write them down. Okay, and then for the last two, I'm going to pull from the dog oracle. Okay. I have avoid conflict. So this card is, this dog is called the Rhodesian Ridgeback. And the second card I got was Joy Pomeranian. Okay, so... It all just really ties together beautifully. It is a good time to invite peace back into your life. Get rid of anything that's negative or in the way. Avoid getting into petty arguments with people. It's just not worth it. It's going to block your creativity. It's going to keep you stuck. And we're on the path to joy. You know, little Pomeranians, they're always so fluffy and happy and yippee. (laughs) So we want to move towards our joy and what makes us feel whole. That's really the goal. So I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. And I hope this has given you that nudge that you needed to break out of a stagnant cycle so you can feel more fulfilled again. If you feel like somebody could benefit from this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. And don't forget to subscribe for updates. 
And you can also follow me at Rose Rising on social media. Shoot me a DM with some feedback, or even if you want to come on the show and share a message or promote your work, let me know. I look forward to catching you at the next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye.